ready to go live. You are now live. I see you hand signaling, man. What's up? Josh Shadows Podcast, October the 6th. It's getting even more fall outside. <laughs> Sound effects have been added. We live streaming. The beard is growing. I'm letting the hair grow out. I'm getting husky. It's that time to work out. You know what I'm saying? Put on weight, and then we shred later on. This is what we're doing now. We're packing it on. We're getting real husky. We're getting husky. It's that time of the year. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Umar is about to fight Mike Tyson. Shit is finna happen. The no, world is not. in a crazy place. He's not going to do it for no, the kids. He He's doing it for the Frederick Douglass University over the Hard Rock. You heard that voice, though. That's my nigga Kari Frazier in the building. What's up? What up? What up? What up? He there. You ain't got to see him. And we got my nigga EJ over there who's doing way more than he need to be doing, man. Hey. He's working everything. Sound, making sure the camera flip back over, keeping the drinks filled, keeping the lights on in the building, man. Shout out to Joe. He hey, broke his foot. We doing? love you, nigga. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you don't think Mike Tyson fighting Dr. Umar? Not at all, man. That ain't going to happen. I'd watch it. I'd pay for it. $250 a ticket. I would pay for it because he, he got such a big mouth. Man, he he talks so no, much shit. Oh, no, wow. That's that ain't going to happen. That, ain't, that is not going to happen. Dr. Umar, Mike Tyson is not going to waste his time doing but, it. But Mike why Tyson would, straight up saying he's going to fight one of the Paul brothers. But who would? Well, okay, so why would he give one of them niggas a chance and he wouldn't give Dr. Umar a chance? Why would he fight that nigga? Like, that's because what I understand. Because he's going to get $100 million for fighting one of them white boys. Okay, but what's $100 million? He, got, he, he can get $100 million fighting Dr. Umar. You don't think niggas would watch that? I think y'all no. tripping, man. No, he's not. I'm wrong a lot on this podcast, but I got a damn feeling. If Mike Tyson fight again... Niggas will watch that bitch, especially Dr. Umar. Just as many niggas know Dr. Umar as they know them Paul brothers. Nah, uh <laughs> you, you sound crazy. You niggas, is, you niggas is Uncle Tom's. <laughs> Wait, hey, easy with the UT word. Yeah, bro. you niggas is Uncle Tom's, man. <laughs> you niggas is Sambo's. I don't know whatever it is to call you niggas, man. But I don't, I don't like that. I, I mean, once I heard it, once I heard Freddie Gibbs say something about him and then Mike Tyson misunderstood what he was trying to say about him and i was like this finna turn into something and that nigga dr umar jumped right on it and was like nigga the prince of pan africanism whatever that nigga is what he say? he's the prince of pan africanism versus iron mike tyson nigga i was like my nigga finna get that school bill and he finna get he finna get fucked up out here we gonna find out how, how he really feel about white women when he get his bread up mm. we really finna find out where that nigga money at i promise you we gonna see dog so when I saw that, I was ready for it, nigga, because he talk a lot of shit. He talk a gang of shit. He was hollering out names, nigga. He was like, Floyd Mayweather, let's make it happen. I think they can make it happen. They can get a $100 million ticket. And Dr. Umar only want two, and he really, he really want more than that. And Mike nah, it's, it's some more ridiculous shit that Dr. Umar talking just so that he can. He like, he like, he just like the he Paul like brothers. activist clout chasing. But that's all I'm saying. It's no different than what Jake and... Tom Paul or whatever my nigga's name is. Logan. Logan Paul and Jake Paul is no different than what they doing. Dr. Umar well, does the same thing. One one is making millions of dollars. Yeah. And one has been raising, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars and has yet to still produce a this, school. This is chance. This is opportunity. That's why he's jumping on it. So I might think is this nigga, if Mike Tyson gonna fight. One of them, he might as well fight that nigga too. No, no, no. It's it's two totally different things. No, it's not, man. He's fighting a he fighting a nigga who don't box. He fighting niggas who not real boxers. They just personalities that we know from a fuck from our at phone. At this point, at this point, Mike Tyson has fought a real boxer because he fought Roy Jones. Okay, so why is he? Why is it cool for him to fuck around and fight this white boy then who ain't a boxer who just been boxing he for been a while? Bo no, 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 no. Because he 
uh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul have been training for boxing now for at least two two years. Okay. Umar ain't been training at all. Oh, well, well somebody gave them niggas a chance. So all he got to do is he just want to fight one time. Go in there and fight that nigga for five rounds and help him get his school built. If that's really what he's going to do, I'm about pulling this nigga card at this point. You know, who card? Umar, if he really about buying putting his school together, if he get in that ring with Mike Tyson and build that school up, hey, I'm all for that. He so. didn't have enough. I mean, start a class. Do a workshop. Oh, you saying he ain't tried this shit? He want a whole school, nigga. What I'm saying, do an after school. Start somewhere and then build up to it. It'd be like a comedian saying, I'm not doing comedy until I get an HBO special one hour. Facts. It'd be like, that don't make no sense. I don't know the nigga like that. I just know he want a school, and if he fight Mike Tyson, he can get a bunch of schools. That's what I know. That's all I'm thinking about, man. But uh, That's ridiculous. It is. And we're going to talk about a lot of ridiculous shit today, man. This topic, uh, this podcast, uh, this episode is going to be about the, the truth and whatever your perception of the truth may be. I'm going to share some stories. We're going to share some thoughts on this shit. Um, I don't know what y'all had popping. I I got a lot going on. I just feel like I'm going through the motions nowadays. Motions like, of what? Like, I just feel like I'm going through, like, it, life is blah. Like, I just get up, go do shows, go to work, work out, pick up my daughter, kick with her. Like, do anybody else just feel like they in a rut? Or is it just me? I mean, like, all right, so you feel like you need to be more fulfilled in life. I feel fulfilled, I guess, unless I don't know what fulfillment feels like. I feel like I so what more do you want? Life, I know what fulfillment feels like. What what more do you want from life, nigga? I don't know. I just I just feel like right now in this, in the past, whatever. I feel like I'm in a rut. And when I say a rut, I just feel like nigga, I I'm just moving around out here aimlessly, not thinking and leaving keys places and not knowing where shit is at. And I feel like my mind is gone. Like, it's just every Why? fucking where. I don't know, nigga. I just know that's how I feel. I was just saying, because a lot of times when you be feeling like that, somebody else will be like, nigga, I feel like that too. And I ain't blaming on no Mercury retrograde. That shit weird. Anytime something bad happens, as they say. But I just feel, I wonder <laughs> do anybody else feel like that. What I'm trying to say is, though, I mean, as a creative, won't your next project inspire you? Aren't you working on, like, new material, your next special uh, writing a book, which we really need to focus on, as oh, yeah. I was thinking about that, mm. and I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, the the other day when Instagram and Facebook uh, crashed. Down, yeah. So, uh, if people don't know, the book we've supposed to focus on, and it's changed titles and everything. Sometimes it's working kinda... with Josh is like so difficult because I think he doubt himself, but it's some great oh, ideas, and we facts. need to drop that shit because it's, it's a science to approaching a woman from the DMs, which really also kind of going to put them in the hot seat, too. But mm. I really do think that that book is needed because it's a lot of people that don't know. You look at all these relationship coaches and everything, and the number one way that people approach people now, mm -hmm. really the new outside, is online. And people just don't know. Well, nigga, all that's coming. And, I mean, nigga, I just think it come with the game. I'm just asking if anybody else feel that way because, yeah. nigga, I mean, I I feel like this from time to time. Like, nigga, it's not, a, it's not a big deal, but it's just something. And I'm just putting it out there to let you know, nigga, if you feeling that way, I'm feeling that way too. And, nigga, you know, you you will break that shit up. The monotony gets broken uh, break up. It's a long year. It How felt like you can it, get out of it? Who? What? I just, uh, yeah, think like, like just shaking shit up, nigga, like doing different shit, nigga. Take a different way home, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go do, do different stuff, eat different shit, try different things. Just shake up the, uh, shake up the, uh, uh, what's the, what I was going to say? It's just, just shake up the monotony, nigga. The monotony. That's really what it is. But, uh, I, uh, went to Lima. I, I did a bunch of shows last week. I always do shows. And, um, I was at a independent. Ohio. I was at the independent on Friday, which was fun as fuck. Um, mm. It was me, Johanna, and um, what was the host name? EJ. Uh, 
Uh, Nick Tanaglio. Nick Tanaglio. Nick Tanaglio. I didn't get to catch a set because I got a, I was a little late there, but uh, um, he uh, it was it was a good show. I had fun, bro. I had fun. In, independent. It was uh, it was a drag queen um, beauty beauty. It's always some shit like that going though. on. Yeah, it was niggas in dresses next door. <laughs> in the bigger part of the thing, and, and one of them came over there while I was on stage. Hey, they they was they liked the comedy. No, they didn't know what was going on. They was just loud too, and I kind of cut into them, and we had fun with it though. But uh, Independent is like a great comedy club, so if you ain't been, you should go. It's only gonna get better. Um, did that, had good ass time. Um, left and went to Lima the next day, and Lima, Ohio, man. I don't know if I told y'all the first time I've been there a couple times, but the last time I've been there, me, J. Will, and Remix almost got beat up by some niggas. Mm. You, you told that story, yeah. and uh, this time you pulled up with Martini, the OG. Yeah, me and Martini and uh, I was gonna say something, you know, me, Shiny. Martini, and Shiny D, mm -hmm. and Mike Leary was out there, mm -hmm. and J. Will, who was on the last, who went with me the last time. Uh, pulled up with Mike Larry, nigga, and the show was cool, man. Older crowd, we had a good ass time. Um, the difference this time, though, we didn't just venture off and go to some club with a bunch of wild bitches. Um, but I got, <laughs> I got, I got drunk as hell and didn't remember anything after that. Like, nigga, I got drunk. Like the show might have been, the show might have ended around ten o'clock, nigga. I don't remember nothing from that point till I woke up and I did a bunch of shit after that. It was crazy. I was like, nigga, I didn't even know. I, I, I woke up like, did the nigga pay me? I was finna hit the nigga up. He, I think I had a pocket full of money. He paid me all my money, the back end of my money. And I'm out in Lima just fucking walking around, nigga, drunk with J. Will. And um, I got to the crib safe. I ain't do nothing crazy. Argue with a woman. Argue with a woman. Argue. <laughs> I do that. I've been arguing with women for the past 20 years of my life, nigga. 20? You too young, man. 30 you. So from 17, yup. Yeah, if you was arguing at 17? Yes, yes, yes. What arguments was you having at 17 with women? Trying to get these hoes to act right, man. Bitch, love me. I remember that. I remember that argument. Bitch, love me. I'm here. Marquita. Marquita Purnell. Love me. I want to be with you. She was like, nigga, I want to be with the nigga who smoked weed and he turned up. Is that the one that said she ain't believe in your comedy dream? Yep, Marquita Purnell. <laughs> so that already tell you the sign that I'm gonna it's have her better. Here. It was better instead of... Um, it's better that y'all ain't together. You know what I'm saying? You was trying to force hand. We'll never it's know. Better that we'll never know. My life might have been in a different direction if I got with her. She so might have been like, the one But you wouldn't her. be doing what you love most. You don't know. We don't know what she might have. You know, we don't know what might have happened. But I'm not with her. But no, I'm just saying I've been arguing with women for a very long time. Like, do you remember when you constantly started arguing with women on the regular? EJ, Kari, do you remember this? Have you ever tried? Nigga, answer the question. Arguing when, with women is it's is, is a cool thing. Uh, it's impossible. No, nigga, yeah, you all off cool to the side. <laughs> and <laughs> like you in the crosshairs, nigga, uh, of a sniper rifle. Hey, you know, I just got a haircut, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking nice well, and sexy. Nigga don't want to look at the side of your motherfucking face. <laughs> <laughs> if he just want to be off air like Parks on Joe Button shit, that can work too. Kari going over there to fix his camera. But nigga, I've been arguing with women. For the past 20 years of my life, dog. And there's no way to get around arguing with women. They're going to argue. It, it's, it's mad ways to get around it's not, not uh, arguing with women. It's I like only date black ways. women, though. <laughs> <laughs> I only date black women. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I only date black women. So I, I now, what, now, are you... I've... What's like, the majority of what you've been dealing with? Okay, so... I'm just asking. If I, had a, if I had a pie chart... 
Like, a fight chart. God if I had damn. A, <laughs> if you I had, took it to third grade math <laughs> in science. If I had a pie chart, like if you two, had a pie chart, two, how much it would be uh, peach cobbler? How much <laughs> of it would be apple pie, nigga? That's what I want to know. If you had a pie chart, how much of it would be, would be peach cobbler? Uh, Button pie. Like two thirds is like a uh, uh, shitty potato salad. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of Brother, it's really just been white smoke. and black. It's really you just been white and black. Smoke. That's all it's been. I'm just saying. That's all. That's re- literally all it's been, bro. Like it's is is one or the other. It's just and, and a I, couple and of it, couple of brown. Okay, holes so then how do you get out of arguing then? Because I don't think it's possible. And I and I and I it might be just because that's all I've ever dealt with is black women. But let me t- tell. Just women in general. How do you get out of arguing? You. So if you, I mean, just avoid it to begin with, bro. Like, so that's a that's a loaded question. So I would need a scenario. Like what? Like EJ, they, that's what I'm telling you. They don't need no scenario to be mad. Them hoes want to get it in, man. No disrespect. You just think they just come come out the motherfucking like yes. they just got off of work yes. and they just like you're gonna argue, man. You're gonna argue. You're gonna argue. I, I definitely think differently. I haven't gotten into an argument with a woman in maybe maybe about six, seven years. And that last argument I got into. You don't have to be in a relationship to argue. I know. I know oh, okay. what you're saying. Just making sure. So, like, that last argument. Like, what I do is I just spin out of it. I just don't honor the bullshit, which mm. makes them more angry, which I understand. That's mm-hmm. that black woman passive aggressive where you know they're angry and all of that stuff. But yep. I just I just completely spin out of it today. Uh, you know, one of my closest homegirls that work with me on like most of my projects, mm-hmm. I was getting her from the airport and she was she was line stepping in my mind because first she was like, be there at 445. I'm like, got you. Mm-hmm. And then got and then you just the letter you. And then it's like, please be there then. I'm boarding the plane now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be there. Will you be there? And then she was like, the, 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 the pilot just said we should land early. I may land at 415. So can you come early? I was like, I will come when I said I'm going to come. Mm. You just got to be stern with chicks, and, and bro. That, you understand you still arguing, nigga? Like, I mean, just because you don't participate in the argument, you still arguing. And I'm, okay, they're on that shit, but I say what I'm going to say, and it just be what it be. You, you know don't what I'm argue, saying? nigga. I'm One of the you. last, uh, I mean, so it's like I don't, I consider arguing is like when I'm raising my voice, they're raising their voice. Mm. We're going back and forth. And like I say, that's been like six, seven years. I remember, uh, you I'm know. talking about constantly having to explain yourself. Like, nigga, I don't get raise my voice. I'm not a voice raiser, nigga. I'm, I'm bigger than them. Most of them. I'm bigger and stronger than all of them. Okay, and I never really I raise I my consider... voice. So I'm not like, bitch, I hate you. Nigga, I hate you. It's like, yeah, all right, I hear what you're saying, blase, bleep, boo, 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 making points. Not right. Why are you raising your voice? That's I'm the nigga saying that. It's just, nigga, you don't have to, you don't have to give in to be in it. It's a okay. fight, nigga. And what I'm saying, okay, now if we talking about women being unhappy or, or having, uh, what would I say, critiques about what I'm doing, and it, yes, and it, and, I give and you it bothering you, like you know what I'm saying, whether you deal with it or not, because it had to bother you for you to even be I like agree. irritated. It, me. it, but that's just the nature of how women women are. Women go nitpick at every motherfucker. They combative, just because that's just how they see the world. So when it when it comes, I think that's the part of being a man. We be cool about it. You just don't honor that shit. And what you do honor, you honor it. But if not, mm-hmm. it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit. It's real easy to nip that shit in the bud, bro. No, wait, wait. Well, nip it in the bud. Feel what he's saying. Because it's hard to nip it in the bud. Because Why? even when you try to nip it in the bud, they're still going to 
come back with some more shit. It's never over with. Like they may get past it and they may they may act like they it don't bother them no more. They may sit around with an attitude for a couple of days or be short with you or kind of take away some type of benefits that they offer you. And whatever comes with will come with fucking with them, but I guarantee you, bro, they are going to they gonna get their lick back somehow, some way. So I don't know what you say about nipping it in the bud, but I've been arguing for twenty years, man. Whereas I don't think that I mean that's just their nature. They gonna and I mean also we gotta add the the uh, the add on of the text message because that that happens often where I'll I'll completely dismiss what the fuck is going on. And then you wait a second. Then, like, later on that night, you get a long-ass mm. text of this, that, and the other. But at the same time, I don't even honor that shit. Bro, you know what just worked for me Go. is uh, just, just, just telling a girl that, like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, just being like, this is the last time you're going to talk to me like this. This is the last oh, time you're going to say some shit like this to me. And, like... That sound like a threat. Like, this, beating them up. Hey, this is the last no, motherfucker. Like, this is, the, this is like, 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 I'm done. Like, this is this is it. Like, I'm I'm drawing a line right here, dog. That shit worked, bro. Mm. That shit has worked. And, I, like, okay, yes, my wife is white. But this is work, and thank you. This is this is work across the fucking board, bro. Just being like, all right, I'm like, this is it, bro. Like, and just be like for real about that shit, bro. Like, like if you like really scare him into some shit, like, oh shit, he this nigga like really might be done with my shit. This nigga said he really be putting intimidation. Um, you know, you know, I got a deep voice. You know what I'm saying? So when yeah, that shit get loud, you know what I'm saying? Like, like motherfuckers, motherfuckers, motherfuckers think I'm Zeus in this bitch, dog. Saying, like James Earl Jones over <laughs> yelling at somebody. <laughs> Over there watching I'm, Star Wars. I'm looking at one of my classic back and forths. I, I got Are you about a friend to give it to that's us? a professor. I got mm-hmm. a friend that's a professor, and uh, she at Rutgers now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I met her when her. she was at Michigan State. Somebody going to find her. All is, they need is Michigan uh, State, and she at Rutgers. She is a trip. You about to give it to us? I'm going to tell you what oh, she, go ahead. she was. Uh, the transcript? Yeah, some of the transcript was basically. Um, the, the transcript was, I have a big lead, and I need a new website. I know you do this. Can you help me with that? And then I said, I gave her the keys of the game because I didn't want to end up doing this. So I said, okay, you can go to this website to buy your domain. You can go to this website as a website builder. This is the best ways that you can go about it. And then she said, I don't have the patience, nor do I know how to do all of that. I'm asking for you to do it for me. You know, I need tell me how bread. much your domain is, and I can cash up that to you. And I just dismissed it. And yeah. then she she texts the wow with a couple explanation points. I said, huh? She said, you ignored me. And I said, I sent suggestions. And I responded, treat me right. And I said, you ignored me. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Back that up. Who said treat me right? She did. Have you had, Now, have you dealt with this woman in a way more than uh, professional? Yeah. Okay. And she, and she, and she is. <laughs> she has a, a, a attitude all to her own, and all the time, like everything with her, has always been a little back and forth. She's a woman, like she come over my house. She'd be like, "I want you to walk me from my car to your to your front door." I'm like, "I'm not about to get out my house, mm. walk to your car door, and then walk you in and escort you. You ain't uh, Queen Elizabeth." Oh, That's when she pull shit. up. 
Yeah. Well, this neighborhood looks seedy looking, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Well, I be don't you come. To come. I be wanting you to come walk me to this bitch. And don't come. Don't but, come. But so I'm saying, but you had to know, nigga, if you dipping off in there, you know what I'm saying? If you looking between there and you got to, you know, you got to, she, she, she wanted you to put that site together for her. You know you wanted, she wanted that. And you a pillar like in I the say, community, nah, dog. Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> they called you a pillar. Nah, <laughs> nah. I'm a, uh, I'm not gonna be a pillar for her. I gave her some game. I told her how to do it. Here you go. You want the game? Here you go. Now, if this was a new chick that you might have met at DSW or something like that, would you DSW. have? Would you have? Would you have? <laughs> I'm just throwing random shit out there. You might have met her somewhere. <laughs> now she was like, I need a website built. How <laughs> instrumental would you have been in building that website? Same. Would you thing. Have been like here go GoDaddy.com and yeah, same thing because because mixing business with personal it, it never usually works out it's rare you know what i'm saying like it, it's it's a couple situations where it's been smooth mm-hmm. but even in them situations because it's a different angle you know what i'm saying yeah. and the same way that i'm sure she wouldn't hit me with the plug i wouldn't be like hey yo uh let me plug me with the president at your university i got some shit i want to sell them on she'd be like nigga get out of here you know what i'm saying so it's like you know I mean, you tried to push that button, and you just assuming she wouldn't show you that love. Cause I mean, most women that I've ever dealt with, when they plug to something, they can't wait to put a boy, you put the boy in position. Like, okay, if it's something they can help me with. Yeah, but it gets to a certain level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's it's incremental. I'm, I'm gonna ask for like, you know, little small things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Those small things may be like, yo, uh, can you bring the food for this rehearsal that we doing for the hair show or something like that? It ain't gonna be. Uh, a step that is really going to involve possibly, you know, connecting me to, you know, her her revenue stream or her source of income. Her resources. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I got to be mindful of that shit because I don't know how the fuck shit going to play out. Well, no, that makes sense. Well, as long as, I mean, I'm just saying, you ain't never asked. So, uh, beside me thinking about going bald-headed, uh, I was thinking, um, I was on the internet, and the internet did shut down for a little bit, but when it popped back up, they said that my um, R. Kelly talking about he gonna sing on he gonna sing and tell on all these niggas and I told y'all he was gonna do that so um, I'm gonna <laughs> put my he gonna tell on he himself tell on everybody. Nigga, Keith whoa. Sweat the nigga played Professor sweat. Ogilvy and the Parkers all them niggas that was <laughs> hot around that time <laughs> Joe Tory Guy Tory uh, Luther Vandross all them <laughs> niggas that was Vandross. popping that was around that nigga man it's going down he telling on all y'all niggas so what I want everybody to do now is. Um, I'm gonna put my cash app up there, and when you get a chance, we're gonna put it in the comments. We're gonna put it somewhere down there. You already know it. Send me some money because I'm getting his studio package ready. We're gonna put it in the cake, and we're sending it to him. He's gonna do it in song form. I know he is. So he Hilarious. needs equipment to do this. <laughs> Hilarious. No. Producers, if you have beats, send it to Kari Frazier no. at Detroit is Different. <laughs> no, do not do that shit. He's been at telling all. everybody, man. He do not tell. do that at all. And uh, He's finna tell. And I don't think he's gonna get a publisher that's gonna publish that. He ain't need no publisher. All he needed is a Twitter or Instagram. He telling on people. I ain't talking about no book. He about to be like, hey. He already in jail, dog. He not getting none of this shit, dog. He don't want no money. He like, if I'm going down, guess what? Um, You coming with me, Hill Perkins. Called, that's called being petty. He going to jail for life. <laughs> for like, for four, uh, Tupac died at 25. Did he get life? I thought he only years. got like, did he get 100 years? I thought he got he, like 10. Let's put it like this. Nah, he, he, he no down. Ten. He down. When you hear when we did the he lifetime down because you know they they hit him with the rocketeering, they hit him with the conspiracy. They they it's still yeah, stuff he got to go to court yeah, for. That's yeah. he gonna get what they gonna say gonna be concurrent. The point is this: that man is how old is R. Kelly now? Let's just assume he like is sixty. 50, oh, he, no, he's a couple years younger than my dad, so he's fifty. 
54. And any man that's around that age. 52. Was fucking young bitches. That's the funny part about mm. it. So my thing is this. At 54, we won't see R. Kelly till he's 70. Out in the real world. Nah. And it's a wrap for him. He telling on everybody. Everybody finna get it. You know what I'm saying? All the names mm. finna get dropped. Everybody. Charlie Baltimore. Um, Charlie Baltimore. Whoever was around. All you niggas in public announcement. All y'all. So if you did something now, you better kiss your family. Kale's about to burn your house down. And he still ain't going to... He going to get three years off his sins, though. He ain't getting none off his sins. He's a rap. He's just trying to ruin other people. So I'm just throwing out stuff that I've seen pop culture-wise here. Let's see here. Uh, anybody watch BMF? I didn't see it. Not not BMF. yet. I'm going to wait yet. and watch it all. Do we know anything about BMF besides... Uh, Besides the story, the real story. Oh, yeah, I know you a historian. Like the uh, TV is a TV. I just I learned them niggas was from Detroit. Southwest. Uh, 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 yeah, Southwest. Recently, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Southwest, Southwest Detroit, over there off of uh, uh what's some streets over there? Um, it's a bunch of shit over there. Uh, that's not Livinois, is it? Whoops. Livinois yeah, run Livinois, on Southwest. Livinois run Southwest. I did yeah. a show over there, and Ronnie Chanel and them broke it down to me, and I think the promoter told me like, yeah, BMF used to be here all the time. Like, and you go to Southwest, it, it's like one of the it, Southwest is the hood. Cause I feel like I'm in another country when I'm in Southwest, and, bro. and they had all that money over there. You would have never known it. Mm. Them boys was getting money over there to the point where they had billboards in Atlanta. They was booking uh, nigga, whole planes, not private jets, to go fly their whole people out to places and kick it like that. And um, Shout out to Takira Del Rey. That's my shit. What is that? A Mexican restaurant. Mexican. Oh, there, she dog. sounded thick as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Takia Del Rey? Hilarious. <laughs> And Vanessa Del Rio. That's Vanessa Del Rio. That's a porn star. Yeah. But, yeah, I, so nobody watched the series. I actually got the Vanessa Del Rio uh, coffee table book. That shit is hilarious. What's in that book? Oh, what? It's a lot of her uh, scenes, the story of her life and shit. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, Vanessa Del Rio is a legend. So when she had a coffee table book, I'm buying that shit. Wow. My nigga, you just don't go to Pornhub like everybody else? <laughs> I guess we finna put it up. Her coffee table book here. Yeah, yeah, her coffee table this nigga book. Car is buying literature from porn stars. Vanessa <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Del Rey. Do, do we got her book put up here? Pull up her book. I don't want to see her. She she was a thick. Well, she She's thick as hell when she got older. Vanessa Del Rio. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's the book. Kari out here buying books. Slutty behavior. 50 Years of Slightly Slutty Behavior. That's the name of the book? Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, 1520 on Amazon, y'all, if y'all. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, Let me see. see look. Let's see, look. It's, Back it's in 1974, here you go. Back in 1974, the sexual course. revolution was in full swing and the adult inter- entertainment business was on the verge of becoming a big business. Deep Throw Heck, what? <laughs> Deep Throw had created America's first porn star in 1972, but by 1974, Linda Lovelace, these sound like... Uh, That's the old school name. Characters off The Simpsons. <laughs> was already retired in the industry, was seeking the next big thing. Vanessa Del Rio should have been that thing. Except in 74, there yeah. were no ethnic sex stars. Un- un- undeterred, Vanessa took um, any role they'd offer her because, amazingly, she was there for the sex more than the money. Fans are all about her ferocious on-screen sexuality. <laughs> Damn, this nigga. Yeah, I would uh, I would get the book, but I know that uh, that would change this whole YouTube stream to some yeah. X-rated shit. But uh, I'll Damn. show Josh. I thought this was Detroit is different DJ. after dark. Ferocious <laughs> on-screen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a grizzly bear, nigga. I will let you all. A taste uh, for brown sugar. Damn, all these porn stars got books? Mm-hmm. I guess I got to write me one. Vanessa. A Del taste Rio for brown book. sugar is not, uh, that's like, 
about all the black women that was in pornography. Up like to when? Like 1978? Probably or like 95. Ooh, they might got Old Girl in there then. So, like, like Old Girl on the cover. That's, uh, what's her name? Janine, Janine Pepper. All right, let's get out of porn. Kari know too yeah. much about that. Hey, uh, he followed the art form. Nah, y'all crazy. Anybody watch BT? Uh, BT uh, Hip Hop Wars? Nah. Was there a, uh, like a cipher or something? Somebody was snapping. They did all that shit. I this think the... uh, Super MC was in the cipher this year. Really? What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. Google that. Google well, that's Super hard. MC. That's my nigga. Highland Park song. And the funny thing about it is, this was the gayest BT Hip Hop Wars they never had. Mm. I know Super oh, ain't in Nas X was uh, <laughs> in that bitch. No, nah, uh, Tyler Creator won a big award, and then and then in Cipher, this this new super gay, this like super saying gay nigga was in there named Kid Ken, and it was like that. Okay, M C M E M C E E. Super is S U P A. S U P A. He's from out here. Yeah, he from the way. Yeah, he from Island Park. Island Park Zone. Well, you should probably type in the ciphers. I mean, just like to see who was a part of Super. Super. S U yeah, that's so P A. Where you at? Oh yeah, that's it is right there. Right here. No, no, to next left, to it. Right there. Yep. Yeah, that's so. Uh, so is is, is yeah with an A. Super. Super MC. Sorry, I'm still super learning. MC. Man, it's all good. We're working on the flash. Shout out to Soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got into the cypher on these guys, and he be mm-hmm. really rapping his ass off. This he is an older guy is. or a newer guy? Like, who? Uh, he's, who I never he heard. He a vet. Kari, what yeah, about yeah, him? Yeah, he a vet. Tell him about and, him. And uh, one of the MCs in Iron Fist with Proof. Uh, like Trevor Ariza. He was, a, um, he was a member, and still is, member of the Almighty Dreadnoughts. Uh, the Almighty Dreadnoughts, like the crew of MCs, you think of like kind of a Detroit or Highland Park Wu Tang, mm. uh, you know, Guilty Simpson, Shy Dog, Soup, mm. uh, Hex Murder, a lot of them. So like, I mean, you know, it's uh, it, Soup is Soup's a legend. Uh, his imprint is known like it's a mural of Highland Park MCs. Uh-huh. Uh, when you drive down Woodward, I want to say it's like off uh, right under the dip of that vine dock, like w- across from where the Highland Park High School would be. But you'll see Soup and a couple other MCs from Highland Park. But yeah, man. Well, that's cold blooded, bro. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. That make it a big deal. I was just gonna talk about how like it was very gay this year, and I mean like <laughs> nothing is wrong with that. <laughs> nothing is wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? I truly don't believe Tyler Crater is gay. It don't make a difference either way, but damn, they had it going on. Up and coming rapper Slay the Hot Now Cipher. That's hard, man. And then they brought a uh, Rap City back. Was that a big deal in y'all and y'all growing up? Yes, yes, absolutely. Rap City was my absolutely. shit. Absolutely, yeah, I actually absolutely. Actually, like Rap City more than uh, people like Yo and TV raps because with Rap City they would go. But I'm talking about the Joe Claire Big Les Rap City because they would go to where the rappers was. Oh, I didn't know it. I didn't know nothing about you that. You remember Big Ticket Basement? I rap remember. City. Big yeah, that's what I was basement. Nah. Yeah, I know. I know nah. so many rap cities by heart, bro. Talking about the freestyles. Nah. Oh man. Nah, but Joe. The, the Joe Claire Big Liz Rap City was amazing, bro. Because, uh, let's put it like this. Even, and this is what's so messed up about Rap City. Every time I think about it, I think about the classic one when Biggie dropped Life After Death. And he's sitting there having an interview with Joe Claire in the park, like in the Rucker. And then he was talking about going back to Cali. And I still think that that was some of the stupidest shit ever that Biggie shouldn't have. After the death of Pac, and he said, yo, I ain't want cuz to die. But still, it was just too much tension at that time for Biggie to go to L.A. That, Somebody should have just said, bro, sit still for about a month or two. I mean, really sit still, maybe for a year. Because mm. it's hard to imagine for, like, younger people to know Tupac's impact on 
black culture, not just hip hop culture at the time. Like people, people didn't listen to Jay Z and Mob Deep just because Tupac said fuck them. Facts. That's true. So it so he has such a a pull that. I mean, I guess you got to go to the West Coast because you got to make money, but he should have waited a year. That I, I still wonder, like, what was he thinking to say, all right, I'm going to go out here because it just is too risky. And then you know how L.A. is. I mean, it's the whole, like, check-in style and shit. Yeah. When you go to L.A., they know where you're moving because it's only a couple of places that you're going to go. And it's such a weird culture where street shit and, like, I guess, like, high-end nightlife and entertainment are so – interconnected through promoters and security and and drivers and stuff like that. Mm. It, it's not like a city where, you know, L.A. and Vegas, you won't be connected to some street shit if you in entertainment. It's just, it's just like that. There's no way, I think, around that shit, mm. even if you're a country artist. And I can't even remember how bad it was, but so it was a real tension around this because I'm going to just be real. I was like, okay, this happened, what, 90 what? This happened 96. So 96, I'm in the sixth grade, so that will put me at 13 years old, mm -hmm. uh, 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. So I'm not all the way in the mix when it's to, with music, and we didn't have an internet like that. So um, Erica Banks, thick as hell. Um, <laughs> now I'm just, he got this cypher up. Shout got out to her. Cypher. She from I Texas, even, too. I don't even know if she can spit for real. She from Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. But um, what I'm saying is this. The tension was like that to the point where they couldn't go east and he couldn't go west. And... You would have thought he could have felt that, like you know what I'm saying. I wasn't around, but I mean, you was more aware of it at the time. Was See, it that? Was it as was the tension as thick as people say it was? I think it was very thick. But see, this is the thing: you can always go east because east is different than west. Like the entertainment industry and all the stuff going the on, it's way more professional shit going on in New York. Not saying it ain't professional shit in L.A., but the street culture is very involved Where was in the that source west wars at. It was in New York. That looked very unprofessional. Nigga. But what I'm saying is still, you can move. What I'm saying, where you ain't going to get shot. L.A., damn near the minute you land and you in L.A. The same way they say that these rappers got to check in and you got to check in with gangs and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And even singers, you know, Chris Brown, fucking, you, you know, Soldier like. Boy and all, them niggas. all of them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you end up in a situation out there completely different than out here. And, uh, I mean, in short, even, you know, shout out to Spanky Hayes. He was talking a little bit about that shit, about the classic fight at uh, the comedy store yeah. on some uh, Crips and Trub shit where Tretch and Pac was fighting everybody. And it damn near shut down, I guess, Chocolate Night, but then it had to come back because Black Night makes so much money. Yeah, you got to put them in there. And you, know. you get the best niggas in the world on stage at one point in time or the funniest people. So. But if people don't know, like, I mean, the comedy, that's like real Hollywood. That's like... Right there in yeah, the middle. Yeah, you smack dab in the middle of everything. That, yeah. but So just jumping back, so you saw that interview on Rap City, and Joe Clear was interviewing them. Yeah. And so, and that was the one, like you said, they would go to the people as opposed to they yeah. would come downstairs the to the studio. Time, right. uh, the first time I saw that uh, irrequescent, uh, what was it, Impala and shit mm -hmm. with, with Master P, where it's like, damn, that shit's crazy. It was there. Uh, Rasheed Wallace had beef with E-40 one time, that. and that was through We're Rap City. Just Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What else was some classic rap shit, rap city shit um, from the era you talking about? Because then yeah. I'm gonna ask EJ what he is. When they went to, okay, this is what's so weird. Wasn't they Yo, on the airplane with Jay Z? I mean, a helicopter with Jay Z? Like over, they did that. Yeah. I remember that. They I flew saw that over one recently, uh, and that's when he dropped Volume Two. And Jay Z at that point in time was saying he that was the first time he said he was gonna retire. Mm. So yeah, they flew. They flew the city. Uh, what else is some classic? 
I mean, Rap City, because they would go to where the rappers was when they went and visited A-Ball and MJG, you kind of felt more like you in the world of what the rapper's doing. Sometimes yeah. Yo! MTV Raps would do that with Fab Five Freddy. Mm-hmm. Like, the episode, the classic one I always remember is when uh, Shuck G was acting like Humpty was a real person, and they were spending the whole episode like, where's Humpty, where's Humpty, where's Humpty? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Rap City was some classic after school Probably should have been doing homework, but yeah. I was looking at Rap City instead. Shit. EJ, what was your moments off Rap City that you can think of off the top of your head? We had Cam- a name. Cameron Count Money while he was freestyling. Oh, yeah. Yes. I remember that. I scored killers. Uh, I forget what else he said. Um, fucking uh, Cassidy uh, rapping off the Obi Trice joint. Mm. Uh, and my wrist, man, I eat it up. My bezel got so many pebbles. Bam, bam, couldn't lift it up. Uh, 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 Red Man, uh, do I gotta go ape or go nutty? I make your eyes like a 99 Benz buggy, puffy. Uh, he was going crazy. Uh, uh, Lil Wayne spit a bunch of shit that was on Cotta 2, yeah. that was, or Cotta 1 that was on there. Um, <clears throat> dude, the fucking, um, exactly. the, 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 <laughs> Rap City like raised me, dog. Like yeah. that's that's mm. that's literally like that. That plays such a big part. Y'all niggas lit up when I said that shit. Like, dog, that, that, that was that was Wait, Rap City was my straight. shit, dog. I forgot they did uh when Short Drop getting it. They, mm-hmm. did, they showed up at the Too Short retirement party. Mm-hmm. That shit was live as hell too, because I didn't know Short was as connected at the time. As far as connect, connected, as far as like, like what do you everybody mean? on the West Coast loved Too Short. Yeah, he that nigga from. What but I, I mean, heard. back then I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Because okay, it's kind of hard to think about rap in that era. Rappers didn't collaborate and interact as much. And niggas, and you live way over here. You don't know how close Oakland is to wherever the fuck is at. And like niggas, mm-hmm. do they even mess around or they hang yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, like you didn't. You really didn't know until, like, so it was like, wow, you know, rappers didn't do collaborations when back in the day. Mm-hmm. That kind of started with Puffy. Puffy yeah. was the first person to, like, be like, I'm going to put all these people on my album. And then it was like, okay. That nigga shit. really invented remix? I don't know about that. I think it was remixes before then. I guess he felt like they did it the best. Okay, now you can say that. You can say that the Bad Boy remix was definitely a... But even before the Bad Boy remix, the Come and Talk to Me Jodeci shit, all the all the shit he did with uh, Mary J. I mean, that was like a a way to extend the record. You know, Jodeci is the greatest singing group of all time. That's what I like uh, to be known. Uh, big okay, cap. wait. All right, you gonna say that? But only really two of them sing. They're the greatest singing group of all time. But it's big only uh, two okay, of them boys. Singing. Okay, boys, the man too. They had one nigga who sing. didn't sing at all. That wait, big wait, boys nigga they, didn't do shit. He just went ooh. Uh, that count. That count. Bass. <laughs> okay, what did Mr. Dalvin ever say? Who? Exactly. Mr. I mean, Dalvin I don't know what he did, but I know uh, uh, Vontae. Everybody played their part, nigga. Okay, what did Mr. Dalvin do? I don't know what that nigga did. And that's he was what I'm Jodeci, saying. Nigga, I know that. And him, they was the best singing group of all time, in my opinion. You okay. can try to knock I them think, niggas' credibility. Drew Hill, he could probably everybody scrap. Drew Hill sung. Dalvin could scrap. Dalvin Drew could Hill scrap. was better than them. Dalvin could scrap. We'll put that in there then. I bet nigga ain't run up. You never heard a nigga ran up and try it, Dalvin. <laughs> Dalvin to beat a nigga. What the fuck ass. that got to do with that nigga singing? He asked what he do. They needed somebody. Maybe he was a nigga that held the guns, the drugs. Who knows what that nigga role was with Jodeci. Uh, they still, in my opinion, is the greatest singing group. 
um, God ever made. And that's over New Destiny Edition, Child, The Temptations. Destiny Child, but at least over Destiny Child. Over the Mighty Clouds of Joy, nigga. I don't care who Mighty you name. They wasn't better than the, they, them niggas wasn't better than the OJs, nigga. They better the than the OJs, the Dale Finings, okay, nigga. Now, the right players. Everybody in the OJs didn't sing really either, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I gotta push it. See, I'm gonna tell you niggas that like Backstabbers, that. Backstabbers, in your face. Shout out Shaker Heights and that <laughs> Cleveland shit. Tell you niggas like that, thir. Yeah. Fuck really out of like here it. talking about some damn uh Gerald Levert too. Gerald Levert, yeah, exactly. LSG, LSG. Come on, G. Singers. Come they on. didn't have a hits. But okay, as far as singing. You gotta add a hits, nigga. Okay, if we if we saying that, but Levert, Sweat, Johnny Gill, that shit. Gotta add a hits, nigga. Don't just get together to go on tour and fuck bitches. Like, let's get the band okay, together. We, let's go. Let's, let's hit the old time chilling time circle. Time. First off, I don't know what Johnny checking for. And then also. I wasn't going to say nothing, but I don't heard real stories about that. I don't want to go into that. Okay. But all I'm saying is this. Granddaddy I, they they made music. They was not on tour just to They had their songs, tour. and then they sung their individual songs. Them niggas wasn't out there really putting plays together like that. Them niggas out there picking up a bag. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with Jodeci being the greatest singing group God ever made. What makes Jodeci the greatest group to, nigga, to you? All the hits that they make, nigga, the songs they put together, nigga, they, nigga. Let's, I, let's, I just heard, nigga, I heard. I've heard, nigga, today. Just what what are they still playing today? Nigga, come and talk to me, nigga, stay um, uh, nigga, I don't know why my memory go man. Forever, my lady. They oh yeah, hits. forever, my lady. Niggas got hits, nigga, for days. Forever, nigga. my lady is like ghetto marriage. That's you, my baby mama. Them niggas got <laughs> hits it's for not, days. I mean, forever, my lady is the baby mama. You know, bro, when that shit come on, nigga, I don't care how old you is, nigga, that shit <laughs> well, go you crazy. You my baby. That means nigga, so much that, to that me. shit go crazy. <laughs> Jodeci did that, nigga. They was like, nigga, they was the first niggas who once hip hop made the change, it was with them. Like, I don't know who was before them, but them niggas, it became like, oh, well, these singing niggas can still be, like, cool, street-like niggas. That was, that was Puffy's yeah, image touch for on Mary J. and Jodeci. Yeah. That was the uptown touch of Puffy. Yeah, dog. And them yeah. niggas, and, when, and from there, nigga, you got what you got now. Nigga, you got your, it wouldn't be no NBA young boy if it wasn't for Jodeci. I thought you was going to say August Alcina, but... Damn lie, bro. <laughs> these niggas is singing because Jodeci made it cool to sing, nigga. A thug nigga like me. A thug lady like you. Them niggas was on some shit. <laughs> Them niggas was on some shit, man. I don't know how we got here, but I was finna hit a nigga with a hot take. I forgot what it was, but I can't even remember. But, but Jodeci is not the greatest singing group of all time. They the greatest singing Not even close. They all singers. Nigga, you keep talking about NBA. Jodeci is the Tony Parker of fucking uh, singing Tony groups. Tony Parker. <laughs> how many rings Jodeci get? I mean, how many rings did uh, Tony Parker get? Four. He has... Or... Right, quit playing on my nigga. And don't disrespect <laughs> Jodeci like that. Who, who, who better than Jodeci to you? EJ? I keep wanting to call this nigga RJ. Think about RJ Lear. Yeah. Uh, who's EJ? better than Jodeci? Uh, nigga, everybody. The Temptations. Man, get the fuck uh, out of here. Nigga, uh, 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 Smokey Robinson and the damn uh, the Miracles. Miracles, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Uh, motherfucking boys, the men. Nigga, you crazy. Motherfucking insync. Uh, it, it used to be classic debates NSYNC. about boys, men versus Jodas. Nigga, Tim, first of all, the Temptations, them niggas, the hoes, them niggas, we had no swag for Come real. Come on, nigga. Niggas wasn't checking for them. All right, then who else you name? What, what, what? Uh, hold on, name? hold on, real quick. What, uh, what Jodeci movie is there? Who? Or a Jodeci TV show? Nigga, it's coming. Is, 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 is there one? Nobody died yet. Anybody know one? It's coming. Oh, is it? It's, it's been like 20 years, First nigga. All, what, movie, what is coming? It's my time, the, nigga. The, the movie that's out on these niggas is made by the most, the less talented, the least talented <laughs> nigga in the group. 
So who knows how accurate this story is? Mr. Dalvin. <laughs> so shit, nigga, when Mr. Dalvin feel like it's time to make it, to tell the story, he gonna tell his. My nigga, my nigga R. Kelly was in like four groups that was better than uh, Jodeci, nigga. Okay, he was, second, in, uh, he was in public he was announcement, in public announcement uh, and then all the shit he made with Usher. I don't know. Uh, oh, I was about to say with Jay Z. I was gonna say I thought that uh, was uh, the series too. made with uh, uh, yeah, the not guilty shit. Who else you named, nigga? So you named uh, Temptations. They ain't got no song with Pac. Who else? Uh, Man, boy, how you going? That, that who else? Don't, that every, don't count. Every, Every boy, every no boy band that never men, came out. Boys the man who no men. smoke hoes did not want to fuck with them niggas. Over it was, it was boys the man and them. Next, Next. wait, time out, time out. How you like it? Ooh, how I like it. It's poking out on you. Man, come on, dog. And I love them niggas. I love them niggas, but they ain't doing nothing with Jodeci, dog. You doing too much, EJ. Y'all niggas be trying to go up against what I'm saying, and you know what I'm saying is facts. Them niggas is up there. They top. They top three for facts. I don't know what you talking about. Jodeci dope as hell, but they, I don't know about that. They not ass. It, it just that era missed you, EJ. Like Jodeci, KC a fake ass Cisco, bro. Drew Hill better than Cisco. He started before him. Cisco was taking what KC did. Cisco died his hair and put dragons tongue kissing on the back of his under his microphone. But but just like just like Michael Jordan to play basketball, motherfucker. Just because Cisco came after KC or KC. That don't mean he ain't do it better than him. No, he didn't do it better. He I did. Yeah, K- he didn't do it better. Than KC him. versus Cisco, and I lo- compare their solo Drew, careers. Drew Hill, I love Drew Hill. They, okay, KC don't got no solo career. He what's, just got exactly. the shit. Okay, so wait a minute. What, what's Cisco? What's Cisco? What do his solo on. career? Night, uh, fucking uh, Dungeon and Dragons. What the fuck was that shit called? Oh, no, Into no, the Dragon, uh, which into I like. Dragon. Unleash the dragon. Unleash the dragon. Unleash the dragon. Come on, dog. You, you, come on, son. You know KC should not fucking with. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, though. Unleash the dragon. But KC did. You know he did a Bobby Womack song better than Bobby. Man, that nigga KC the truth. What song? You think you lonely now? Yeah. He. Oh, I didn't. Okay. On thin line between love and hate. The soundtrack. That shit was KC. That was and Bobby. Bobby Womack. Bobby Womack may be one of the worst voice, nigga. Uh, you ain't used to niggas singing for real. That's the, the problem. You used to niggas out here. Mac. He may be the dirtiest Mac of all time, Hell but yeah. he could. Bobby was a needed uh, commodity. I hate that he trusts me so much. I hate that he trusts me so much. Y'all niggas is tripping at this point in time. But I was going to hit somebody with a fact about something. And, you know, that's just my truth. But uh, while we talking about truth and just perspectives on what truth is, sometimes I believe that the truth can get you. I've lied for a very long time. I've lied a lot. <laughs> I've probably been lying as long as I. Uh, I've been lo- I've been lying longer than I've been doing anything. And um, it ain't never it telling the truth ain't never really benefited me. Okay, now that's a lie. <laughs> that right there is a lie. It's never benefited that, me. That is a lie. I've never told the truth to somebody. And they was like, man, I appreciate you did that, and we gonna be better from this point on. That's a lie. That's never. a lie. And I got an example. I'll get into that's that. But you can lie. tell me why you can say that's a lie. And I will get into my story at that point in time. But the truth has never helped me get to nowhere. And I'm not lying no more. <laughs> but the truth is going to be what it is. And I'm a, I understand what comes behind the truth. But Destruction. I, okay, wait. Time out. Time out. Look. Tyranny. Okay. Okay. All right. First off. First off. Strife. Yeah. Truth. What? Truth. Okay. What he's saying you know, you be lying to say you will never lie, right? And I think usually this kind of goes on the world the world and genders, men versus women. I think often women are more deceitful 
than liars. But women push men where a lie can be more convenient because they push hands. But I think as you grow older, you kind of got to play the woman's card and just give needed information, kind of be more deceitful, be like more so what that is. So, like, you ask a woman, did you sleep with him? And it's like, no, I didn't sleep with him. But they may have had intercourse, but they didn't sleep together. You know what I'm saying? They like, I ain't lie. I told you I ain't sleep with him. You know what I'm saying? So So, he's talking about distorting the truth. Yeah. But they will omit. Mm. So They remix it. Yeah, deceitful, Mm -hmm. like I say, in the world of deceit. Now, that's an extreme example. Mm -hmm. But... Telling the truth, yeah, person got to be prepared for it. And in reality, sometimes even when a person pushes the the pushes the line of like, just tell the truth, just be honest, just be honest. In reality, they they gonna get emotional because if you really to the point where you think you got all the evidence, you think you know the truth, it really don't make a motherfucking difference. It kind of still boil back down to: Are you gonna stay? Are you gonna go? What's gonna be your response? You can only control what you do. You can't control what the next person going to do. And that dragging out and a person living in apology or a person living in shame or, like, just shit not balancing out. That it, I mean, how long is you going to rock with that before it just be like, man, fuck this shit all together? The first time I ever was like, you know what, in a relationship um, with a woman, somebody had a female persuasion, I was like, you know what, I've been lying for so long and this woman I'm building with, I want to tell her nothing. I want to just clean slate. I want it to be the truth because I feel like I've been doing it wrong the other way and it ain't been working because I've just been lying my way through this shit. Um, I was kicking it with a young lady and um, everything was good. We was building. Life was great. We was pretty much for the most part, you know, we was shacking up, as the old folks would say, loving on this young lady. And I had got my ex had reached out to me um, and kind of hit me up and let me know that she was pregnant and that she thought that this baby might be mine. And um, it wasn't like I had the baby like while I was on with this girl. It wasn't like I cheated on her and had this baby. It basically was me just like, all right, you know what I'm saying? I shot, you know what I'm saying? I pulled one off at the end of the game, and that bitch went in. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was like she hit me till later, and it was like under review, and it was like, yeah, it was good. You know what I'm saying? It was good. So she was like, I'm pregnant, and I think the baby could be yours. So now I'm in a whole relationship with a girl, and I'm like, wow, I really like this girl. And now I already had Johanna. Now in my head, I have another baby coming. So I had to wait nine months, nigga. <laughs> Every day waking up, waiting for her to hit me up and say, I had the baby. You know what I'm saying? Woo-dee-woo, it's yours. <laughs> Finally, she sent me a picture of the kid. Mm. I'm looking at the baby, and I'm thinking that my bias is like, man, this ain't my baby because I don't want it to be mine. So I'm showing it to people that's close to me. They're like, yeah, I think that's your baby. Finally, my mama saw it and was like, nigga, that ain't your baby. And I was like, good. So I go over to the house to get tested, um, see the baby, and see the other dude, looked at them, and I was like, oh, yeah, cuz got him one. You know what I'm saying? And then made sure that they put each of the uh each of the swabs in the I like that's my envelope. That's his. Let's not make sure we we'll twist that up. And long story short, come to find out, not my baby. So the first thing I do is I could do one of two things. Not tell this girl that it happened, because she'll never find out because there ain't no receipts. The baby would have been a receipt. But I'm like, you know what? I want to start off and be honest. And this was a big deal to me, and it's a relief off my chest told her, I was like, look, you know, my ex hit me up and was like, you know, she's pregnant, she thought it was my baby. I just want to let you know. I mean, shit, it was crazy, you know. I just want to let you know. And she got mad. And, nigga, that was kind of like a downward spiral to the end of what we ended up falling apart. But I was like, damn, had I never told her and she found out, then I would have looked like a liar. And then I tell you, and then it's still... Like, I'm wrong for that. So it just let me know that the truth, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. It's not that I'm not going to. 
It's just now I'm on that. Oh, with, I I take whatever comes with the truth, and a lot of times it be destruction. Cause it's like okay. the truth and, and the lie are just as bad as each other. Okay. That's but, that what you're right. saying. All right, time out. And, and this this another one of them real life topics. As I opened up my ESPN app, sports kind of in reality of the truth and what it is. This weekend, Urban Meyer was in Ohio and he got like a a lap dance from some college girl, mm-hmm. and he told the truth about it. But he's still in the shits. Oh, that's what that's over the whole about. over the whole thing. You seen the video or whatever? No, I didn't. So go uh, go go pull that up. So this is a classic example of you know sometimes you tell the truth and you still gonna have to deal with the consequence and you don't know how a person gonna respond. But I still feel that telling the truth at least lifts the weight off of you. Though in retrospect, you you know you may not want to tell the truth you may think damn i would have been better if i'd have lied and all of that stuff but i still think that it 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 moves you know it, it's so much better okay there you go it's so much better just to tell the truth so here go urban meyer okay we're looking at urban the clips yeah urban meyer's married with kids he's he's retired from coaching football to say i want to focus on spending more time with my family my nigga sitting there chilling look at him and look where his hand at <laughs> like he might be trying not to. Like she's trying to put it on so him. And he was pretty much in the club, just. Oh, he fucked got up. He got his hands on uh, on so, a woman of questionable what? age. And, and Urban Meyer came out and said, "I apologize. You know, I made an error." So what? He's a grown white man who's won multiple national championships <laughs> at two different schools. Am I lying? He won, in, he won in Florida. He won at Ohio State. And now he grown on a professional football team, and he at the club. That's between him and his wife. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I got nothing to do with that. I'm just – I mean, you can look at the comments under this video and probably see some of the out. See, this is – and now you see the apology <laughs> video. This is him telling the truth. I'm mad as hell. This is Herbert Meyer telling the truth. His body language, he ain't even looking up. He just looking down, I'm mad reading him. the statement like shit. I'm I, mad I gotta be honest. You don't think there's right nothing now. wrong with what he did? What's wrong with him having dancing and drinking with somebody of age? Now that would it come down to. Now if he in there with a 16 year old, a 15 year old, a 14 year old, this nigga tripping. <laughs> if the girl is grown, that's between him and his wife. He's a football coach in the NFL where they allow niggas where. We're nigga, they, they, beer is a sponsor of this shit. They promote gambling. This nigga can't dance with a, with a, with a blonde little college bitch. Why, why is this a thing? He in a college town. Jacksonville's a college town. I think he that was. Cincinnati. Yeah, he's I think he was Cincinnati. back in Ohio for that. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was back in Ohio. That's even worse, cuz he's turning up in and Cincinnati. I think he, and he think, I think he owns the bar he was at. Man, he, that's weak as hell, dog. And that's what I mean, man. That's what I mean. But People, he told the truth, though. Okay. The it was truth, he didn't have to fact. tell. He didn't have to tell. They told on him. <laughs> they told on him. <laughs> well, he had to apologize. Why? Well, he told the truth and apologized. What did he apologize for? To his family, to his to his kids. Why do I got to do that with, with, with the backdrop behind me? With the, with the, with the with Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars and whatever bank that sponsors the stadium <laughs> behind me. And I got to look like I'm sad. He was he, looking fucked He should have stood up. up there like, hey, man, look. We 0-4. We probably going to go 0-16. I'm trying to get this team on track. I'm stressed out. I was home at my bar, and a young lady was dancing on me. You know what I'm saying? We kick it. We cool enough like that. I talked to my wife about it. She know what's up. Son, you know what I'm saying? They didn't. Okay, one second. Played, if you apologize played. like that, you that's why you ain't an NFL coach. You can't apologize like that they you played, an NFL coach. They played the Cincinnati Bengals. He ain't fly back with the team, G. And then 
this come out the next day. So what? He ain't fly back. He ain't with fly the back team. with the team because he was here with gotta, these hoes. Why he gotta fly back with the team? Nigga? The fuck you mean? This gotta ain't the coach. This ain't little league. I ain't gotta make sure you get back to the <laughs> to the park in the car. Nigga, these grown men. This nigga that head coach. This not college, EJ. This not college where it's like, hey, we all gotta go home together. I'm responsible for these young men. These all grown niggas who, when they got on the plane, they went and got their dick sucked. They went and danced with some hoes. This a grown man, grown white man. He ain't got to fly back with them if he ain't feel like flying back. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dog. They not flying commercial cuz got a jet. Hey, bro, I'm, hey, he's from Ohio? Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's bar. I mean, he he a legend in Ohio. He won he won a national championship in the, what is it now, the playoff era, and he ain't an SEC school. That's, he a legend. Man, bro went crazy. He been crazy. <laughs> he don't gotta fly back home with them, man. That ain't he. Ain't, he ain't gotta be like, hey, I gotta fly back with the team. Y'all just took an L, and this nigga gonna be like, no, nah, I'm gonna stay here, G. Bro. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what's up at this, uh, at, uh, at, at Myers Pub, nigga. Fuck out of here, Phil Jackson nigga. allowed uh, Rodman to go to Vegas because he was playing like shit. But you gotta know got, how to manage your club. One, one is a player, one is the coach. I'm just saying he told the truth in the apology, but but the NFL is still definitely still talking about it. Sometimes you'll tell the truth and you're gonna still be in shit. Tiger Woods and his apology. Like you can tell the truth, you still may have to deal with the consequence. But I think Did he tell it's the truth better. he got caught, cuz. Mm. And he didn't do nothing. Caught versus truth. Okay, I give you that. Now, he didn't come out and be like. They're like, what's going on? They was like, man, we lost. He like, man, let me tell y'all, man, I didn't even fly back with the team. <laughs> they like, what's going on, coach? Just, just, I just want to let y'all know, man. I was at this bar that I own out back in Cincinnati. I was dancing with a young lady, and I just want to let people know, man. I, just, I messed up, and I feel bad about it. That's telling the truth. He got caught, and he, and somebody told him you need to get ahead of this, and he shouldn't have had to. Whatever. Oh, Would it be cool if they was four and zero? It definitely looked different. Mm. I mean, in the NFL culture. They pay that man to win. They don't, they, they, and however he choose to win, whatever he do when he ain't around, it's cool. You know, when they fly back, they get like a day where they like, they, if they lost Sunday, he like, when did they play? It was weird, too. They played like a Thursday night game. Was it like that? That was a Thursday night so game. So Thursday night, you're not playing again the next Sunday. Hey, man, uh, take Friday, Saturday off. Take Sunday off. I'll see you guys Monday. Nigga, why would he have to fly home, bro? Get off my nigga dick, man. They doing my nigga man. wrong. Hey, Urban, keep living your life, my dog. <laughs> and if they fire you behind that, it's all good. You Go to college. Uh, USC job just opened up. <laughs> go to USC, cuz. Hey, it's going to be more uh, temptation. I can't believe that. Y'all, y'all tweaking, think he's wrong. Dog. I'm just saying I'm using an example of the truth. But you're right. Caught and truth is different. But I think even when you caught and you tell the truth, it still says a lot to tell the truth or not to omit. Or, I mean, when you caught, telling the truth still matters. I mean, it's like uh, it's like police. Police want a confession. Mm. Even with all the evidence, they still want a confession. So you don't think it's any any merit in telling the truth no more, huh? No, 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 no. I never said it's not no merit. Never said no merit. I just said I know what come with it. I don't expect the best result no more. I think it's more just for me, telling the truth. I like like Kari said, it's almost like a weight off, a weight of you. off your chest. Yeah. It, it ain't even no weight. It's just it's just it's energy in the world, and I think what you put out there, you get back. And regardless of what it is, you have to be able to be like, hey, that's what I did, and I'm just going to tell you because that's what it is. Like, remember, I caught a young lady that cheated on me, and this bitch gradually lied to me all the way up until she couldn't lie no more. Gradually lied up to me, nigga. She was like, nah, I ain't really I ain't really messing with my wife. I just went over there. And then I was like, so you just went over there? 
I mean, I went over there and he just kind of ate my pussy. I was like, so y'all went over there and y'all got in the tub and all he wanted to do was eat your pussy? See, all that digging right there, you supposed to pull back and deal with the consequence but, of... Of what? Of of worst case scenario. All that asking and digging, you only putting yourself in a worst But position. then you be like, you be sitting there like, why you insult my intelligence? It's one of them things where it's like, at this point, just tell me what it is because I'm obviously going to assume the worst. I mean, and then be like, well, okay, we had sex, we'll use a condom. It's like, all right, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, bet. Y'all use a condom and you say you just ate your pussy. I got I got chlamydia. So how that happen? You know what I'm saying? And then now, now motherfuckers looking dumb. You know what I'm saying? He said motherfuckers looking dumb. <laughs> motherfuckers looking dumb, dog. Okay, but. but Shout let, out to Herb. Okay, look. What I'm saying is. And then sometimes in, in the world of lying or omitting or deceit or any of that thing in the family, you know, you know, certain people can't handle certain shit. So like, like for instance, this is like a worst case type scenario. Okay. If you knew, if for whatever reason you got the news that like somebody real close to you, like your, your, your lady, your lady auntie just got diagnosed with cancer or some oh, shit yeah. like that. You may not want to be the person to share that news. So you're going to omit. You know, you you will hold back on some information. Like sometimes, yeah, I, I feel you. Like it's certain truths that you know people aren't prepared for. Like if, uh, like for instance, if you marry uh, your wife, mom call you and say, "Look, I just got diagnosed. I know your wife got a uh, a big. I don't know. Her graduation is tomorrow. Yeah. I'm letting you know, but don't tell her." That's some heavy shit that's now on your mind. It's like fuck, you know. And eventually, you know, the truth gonna come out. That you knew before. Mm. Your wife gonna be mad at you. Yeah. But it's like your mom, you know what I'm saying? Do I'm I honor the wishes. mom or do I honor my wife? I kind of want to honor the mom because that's not just the mom, but that's also a personal wish from Yeah, it's the greater the good. Mom. Yeah, it's the greater but good. But that's a, definitely an example where truth is, you know. And I mean, we talk a lot about it. Just like, I mean, we, we were watching videos on the internet. I mean, we watch a lot of stuff on here. And perspective is everything. Like it's funny that we just watched this video. Like, who know what, what? What? Who knows what truth is what? Like, you know what I'm saying? What we see is what you know. what I'm saying, whatever picture we want to paint when we see this video, of Urban Meyer, or just internet videos in general. Like, how do we know what's really going on in it? Like, what do we know? What happened before? What happened after? Like, what's going on with him? Is he, you know, what I'm saying, is he drunk as hell? Is he high off coke? Who knows what's going on? And maybe there ain't no excuse for it. But when it comes to talking about just truth. Like, I take everything I see on the internet with a grain of salt. Like, anything I, I see. Too. Like, anything I, I, I see or hear on there about anybody, I'd I be like, nah, it could be made up. Like, I don't believe nothing. I What, what we see is what they want us to see. Like, this, this this new rapper that they put out. This dude named Kid Ken, mm. gay rapper. And it's almost like, oh, where did he come from? He been around, and they already been waiting, and this was the time. And now you're going to see much, much, I, much more. I mean, I definitely agree with that. But even with, even with all of that thought process, like... You know, when we get into the deeper connection of, to like, me. let me let me ask this question. Because beyond just truth, are you old truth? Like, why why do you feel so many people feel entitled to the truth? Me personally, it's easier to, you know, keeping up with lies becomes overwhelming. It's just easier to tell the truth. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, but... I mean, are you old? Like, yeah. how much honesty is every person old? Yeah, and then I also, you are. it's like you splitting hairs between like, can you, 
is honesty different than truth? Can you be an honest person, but it, honestly, you know you're going to sometimes lie? It always come out, though. That's why truth is old, in my opinion, because, like, and I'm, I'm an example of it. No matter what you do in the dark, my G, the light will come and hit you and expose every uh, every flaw you got going on. So I just think the truth is, it's just, like, not insulting somebody's intelligence, and it's a respect. Like, it's almost if you lie to somebody, you don't respect them enough to, like, their opinion or what they feel or how they going to handle it. But or regardless sometimes the of, lie is out of respect for that person. No, it's not. Mm. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you respect the person, you don't have to lie to them. See, so give me an example of the lie of of keeping a lie from somebody out of respect for them. I just gave you one. Which one? The oh, that one. Thing. Well, you know what? That's not really a lie, though. I mean, it's deceit, though. It's not even a that. That's not a lie to me. I that's mean, just that's just like I mean, your girl would be like, "Well, you knew, but you didn't say nothing." I mean, at the end of the day, she like, but I, she has to understand that. That's one of those things where it's like, that's not a lack of respect. That's just you know, hey. I, we don't want to ruin your day, and your mama just got this bad news. We'll tell you later on. Like, mm, no, nah, I don't think that. I'm talking about like. Just, you know, money issues, uh, you know, infidelity. Okay, let's go into that money issues thing. Money issues comes up. um, For whatever reason, you you in one of them situations where you is uh, living in sin and shacking up, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You hit a a lick on something, Mm -hmm. and she like, yo, where, where did this money come from and everything? So that may be from whatever, but you may not want to share where you got the money from. Mm-hmm. You may tell that lie because she may not want you associating with whoever that is. Okay, here go a classic example for you. You know, you in a relationship. Mm. Your ex wants to book you to do a show. I'm doing that. That ex that books you to do the show, <laughs> it pays well. But at the same time, it puts you in a situation where you know your current lady Mm-hmm. is insecure about you interacting with any exes. And she's made it explicitly clear. I do not want you to deal with any of your exes. I'm not going to deal with any of my exes, mm-hmm. right? But you need this money for the rent. Are you going to do the show on some low-key shit, get that bread, pay the motherfucking uh, rent that's due, or are you going to just honor what your wife or your girl wants you to do? I ain't no low-key shows. If somebody booking me, they booking me. And, you know, shit get around, and that's one of them things where they were like, you killed it over there at, at, at you killed it over there at the such and such place. And she's like, what was you doing over there? And it just it ain't none of that. I mean, I don't know no other way to say I wouldn't. I would do the show. I'm like, look, I'm gonna do the show. If you want to come, come on. But I'm gonna go get this money. So I just mm-mm. and I got into it with an ex of mine because I put a, a chick that I kicked it with in this uh, in dead wrong. She was in it and we was watching it at the premiere and she saw it got up and left i was like so i'm not supposed to work with this person no more she's a phenomenal actor bro like i'm because you mad this person who was really really good at what they do was gonna do my shit for the love and now you want to be mad because i worked with her again yeah i was gonna say but it's shit like that where the emotions of that person you kind of sometimes got to protect the person. Like, the emotions, you know, they not going to be able to handle that shit. That's when you EJ, like, look, I'm not going to stand for this, man. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with this. I'm finna do this show for this lady, and I'm going to leave. Like, you, like, as a parent, especially as a parent, it's some stuff that you know your kid ain't prepared for. So, parents will tell you a lie. I mean, oh, you saying some stuff like your parent that you're not ready your parents will tell you a lie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, but it's just a respect level, and then, I mean, you talking about kids, talking about all that between two adults that are oh, dealing with adults. each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always it's always here and there, and there's different reasons to do stuff. But in reality, dog, ninety five, ninety two percent of the time, if you if you don't respect somebody, you gonna lie. 
Okay, now and I give if, you that. If you respect somebody, bro, you just gonna keep it a hundred. Like I don't like feeling like I'm in trouble. Like that feeling you had when you were a kid, like, man, I can't believe this and I don't do it. Hey man, let's just get to it right now. Let's deal with it. I don't like being scared. I don't like feeling uneasy. If we need to talk, let's talk right now. What happened? Where was I at? I did what? How much proof you got? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just tell the truth, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'm not going to just start lying just because I know, you know, people can't handle it or they can't adjust. I'm just not going to lie. And I'm just, I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to deal with whatever come with it and live with that, man. And I'm I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, well, uh, what they say, uh, people rather have a well, pretty lie than an ugly truth. Yeah. And I mean, it, when we think about the history of this nation, everything in America is some gangster shit. But people rather be told the truth. I mean, people rather be told the lies of America than the truth of America. Yeah. Because when people hear the truth of America, it make you be like, what the fuck? Man, that's a hundred. Do you want to hear the truth of America? But I mean, more than America, just a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? If your, if your, you know, if your lady sat down and said, look, Nope, the reason man. I'm dealing with you is because the last guy I was dealing with, I thought he was a good guy, but he did this, that, and the other. And, you know, I thought that, like, if I had more sex with him, I thought that, you know, we did three ways together. And I thought that if I started paying his bills, he would be a better guy. But I'm to the point now where I, I see a guy like you is probably better for me. So I'm deciding to settle with you. Mm. She telling the truth, but that type of truth is like, motherfucker. Yeah. No, don't keep it that real with a nigga. But that's the truth. But I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that, and I didn't need that. Like, what, but she offering I, the truth. But that's. But my thing is this: is that a lie? That's not a lie. That's that's just you coming tell me some hurtful shit, bitch. No, nah, but in her mind, she's like, I, I want to be honest with you, so I want to build. Like, yeah, that, like that's not even sweet. It's like, no, just hey, if that's what you want, cool. But you know, I love you. You know what I'm saying? But don't come to me talking about something like, yeah, I want to hear all that shit. I remember I asked too many questions before, nigga. I won't ever do that again. He was drunk as hell playing Uno, and I was like, after whoever win, <laughs> get to ask a question, truth or dare. And nigga, we was doing it. I was asking questions. And um, I was asking that bitch, I was like, so yeah, who the best nigga you ever had sex with? Because <laughs> I've been fucking the shit out of her, EJ, nigga. Squirting everywhere, I turned my head up like, go ahead. You tweet. She was like, uh. I drank. <laughs> she was like, it was this one nigga that I was kicking it with, and he stayed in and out of jail. And I was like, ha, <laughs> Ah, okay. I now. was like, "Bitch, deal the cards." She so, said, "You so up right there, there though?" Yeah, like, <laughs> right the right there, right there. It would have been better for her to lie. No, it would have been better for her to. It lie. It was better for me to not even ask that question. But it would have been better for her to lie in reference to that. I appreciate her more for doing that because <laughs> now I know to never ask that question. Had she lied to me, I would have asked, and another bitch would have got me together. But either way, in the but future, the funny thing about it is. That bitch who kept it that real with me was the bitch on the other end who was like, oh, I just got my pussy ate. No, he just gave me a massage. It's like, no, bitch, tell me the truth all the way. He told me how good dick, okay. dog dick was out the pen. Dog dick was out the pen. But see, this is where I was what up I'm there, trying though. to say is, I mean, men, I was up there. men can be so fragile over women having sex with somebody else. But it's so much more even than that. Like, And I'm high on a lot of lists, though. <laughs> I mean, that's what you think. No, I'm high on a lot of That's what you think. And, and who cares? I'm high on a lot of lists. Who cares? I'm high on a lot of lists. That's what you think. Who cares? How let the guys. I'm high on a lot of lists. <laughs> I'm Jodeci on these hoes' lists. Hilarious. <laughs> Tony Parker, dude. I'm up there. <laughs> Hilarious. Tony Parker, a top point guard, my nigga. Hilarious. I'm Julius Irvin on these hoes' lists. <laughs> Julius. Yo, ass. You niggas is crazy. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> what I'm saying is, 
the lies. <laughs> I mean, it's certain truths that just be, you know, it's like that that movie, A Few Good Men Try with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, you can't handle the truth. It's certain truths that certain people, like in America, as we know, like going back to that whole government shit, like it's certain truths that <clears throat> motherfuckers, it be so fucked up that you be like, damn, like Flint water. It's still truth that's not told about that. But the reality is that shit's fucked up. But it's better to just tell a lie. And sometimes people want to believe a lie. You'd be surprised how much people want to believe. Okay, here go. I mean, you in entertainment. Okay. What's up? Um, The amount of money people make. It's so much cap in the game. Mm. The, The way people live, the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but people want to believe that. Fake it till you make it. You know, people want to believe that, okay. Takashi 69 put up this music video two days ago and now I got 160 million views on YouTube. They want to believe that. Sometimes it's not just the fact that the lie exists. Sometimes people want to embrace the lie. And really, the more far-fetched the shit is, I think in times people believe more far-fetched. Oh, they said the bigger the lie. If you say it enough, people believe it to be true. What you trying to say, EJ? I was going to ask if there's like something something in society uh that you wouldn't know the truth for like like aliens or like you know the illuminati like is there something that's like i'm good i'm better off i'm better off not knowing about this i don't want to know the connection between cancer and today's food i don't want to know i don't want to know in in reality i think it gotta be there but you know what i'm saying it's like hopefully i can hold on to to, to drinking water, doing my vitamins and all that shit. But then if a motherfucker just laid out, like, look, on some old Walking Dead shit, like, that shit's in the air. Mm. And then it's like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't want to know all that shit. You just want to walk around here and be blind. Mm. I've had girls say that shit, like, I just wish I would have stayed dumb. And, you know, motherfuckers just be wanting to be it's, dumb. It's Sometimes freedom it's just, it's and, freedom uh, and being ignorant. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, ignorance is bliss. What's the shit, uh, spinners? It takes a fool to learn that love don't love nobody. Mm. The ignorance... It comes with, you know, because the more you know, now you have more information. I mean, kind of back to... And to, do, and, and to do better from that point. So if you find out, nigga, it's in chicken, now you got to stop eating chicken. Mm. Yeah. But you love chicken. I love mm. chicken. And it's like, nigga, but you know it's killing you or this exactly. is killing you. So it's like, only so long. They say, like, what they say? They say, God take care of the young because you they'll let you get so many mistakes because you're young. But you get to a certain age where God like, man, you know. And I can't keep protecting you. You know, once you know, you know, and then, you know, once you know, once you know better, you do better for the most part. So, yeah, I guess that is what I'm trying to think. Is this something I want to know the truth about? What is this something I hear I want to truth about? I think the industry and I think I'm I'm, I'm, my eyes is open to that. Like it's I mean, it's some it's some manipulation that go on in the background, like videos that go viral, people that get put in places and hands that get shook and money that get passed around like this whole Karen Civil and uh, not Jordan Lucas. Jordan Lucas shit opened mm-hmm. my eyes up to it's a bunch of people behind the scenes yeah. making shit happen. And, like, I mean, you have to be talented, but maybe not all the time. But you have to be talented. Somebody got to be like, here, go on this show. They're going to do this for you. We're going to put you here. We're going to put you there. We're going to put this there. It's just, it's just, and that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I don't want to know the truth, but I'm seeing it more and more every day. And it's just like, Nick, I'm going to just do me. You know what I'm saying? I've kind of accepted I'm only going to do as much as I can, and the extra help I get will be from whatever guy going to put me out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I was put out there for me. In that same zone, I was looking at, uh, like, last week, 
I was looking at some Dane Cook videos of the shit he went through. And he went through some real shit with his brother taking the money and stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, whether you think he funny or don't think he funny, Dane Cook was like fucking on top of the world. Yeah, he was. But like, so like the machine, sometimes the machine just drop all types of people just for like no reason. You'd be like, damn, why Lorenz Tate ain't in movies for like damn near 15 years. You know what I'm saying? What happened to Colin Farrell? What happened to Val Kilmer? Like, sometimes the machine like you, and for whatever reason, maybe the agents, your agents ain't making plays. Maybe you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you did, you know, didn't shake somebody's hand the right way. It, it could be the most petty shit. Like, okay, here go a real rap story with with me. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny. My my cousin, uh, Chantel, shout out Chantel. Mm. Uh, she. Went to uh, Chantel from Brooklyn and shit and uh, grew up in New York the whole time. Uh, Chantel, do she's been like a, a, a legal aid most of her life, but like for some top time, top attorneys and stuff. Mm -hmm. One time she was working her homegirl with an entertainment attorney, and this was like maybe 2003. And when I'm talking, she was like, I'm gonna hook you up with my homegirl. She, she really worked with Rock Rockefeller Heavy and all of that stuff, so talk to him. I'm still thinking in rapper mind state. So I get on the phone, I'm cussing, saying, nigga, you know, all this shit. And then I get word back from my cousin, like, you was completely unprofessional. And mm. I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I just looked at, the, look at this Beanie Siegel video. All right. You know? It's like, I thought this is how rappers supposed to be. I did not realize. Yeah. It took, that was like one of the first of many eye-opening things to be like, this machine, what you see, Versus the people in the background, mm. and even the people you see when they're around, like some of the some of the money people, their behavior is completely different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because so like, production managers, it's uh, yeah, it's it's motherfucking just it's just all these little all these little pieces that you don't that you don't realize that are there. It's a yeah. fucking uh, assistant director. It's fucking all yeah. these, like, you know, it's producers, Agents, producers, and shit everywhere. Yeah. And then, so that's who, that's, that's who you actually talking to. You're yes. not talking to the Beanie Seagulls or the, or the freeways. You're not, you're yeah. not associating with them. You're associating with people that associate with their, their associates. But in reality, you're Three not even associating away. with, yeah, you're associating with the machine. What I call the machine is like, these people have access to platforms where mm. their money is made. Yeah. So, like, some of these families, like, the same people that are releasing the music of Chris Brown was releasing the music of Chubby Checker. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're great uncles and shit. Like, mm -hmm. the machine that exists runs so deep. And, and I mean, in the same way, like, you OG and this shit, like, how we know each other. Like, mm -hmm. people don't know shit. I'll book you for some shit a grip ago. You know what I'm Long saying? Long time. So, like... I mean, and, and sometimes when people pull your collar and ask for your resume, because that's usually what happens. Hey, you you cool with cuz? You know what I'm saying? You get them phone calls, and one of them people, you know, Howie, one of them people that be like, hey, you, you know this Josh Adams kid? Yeah. And then it's like if you in good graces with with these promoters, the the agents, the managers, the it, it's so many, like you say, Gears is a great it's, way it's to talk more, about it. It's mm -hmm. more than just being a funny motherfucker or a good-looking person as a model or a nigga who can rap his ass off. It's a lot of other stuff that play into it. And the funny thing about being an artist is you be temperamental. Like, nigga, I don't like niggas sometimes. I don't want to be fucked with. I'm going to say some wild shit sometimes. And in my head, I'm joking. But, you know, I said it. And some say I shit I mean. Sometimes I'm going to say some shit that I mean and might be wrong. 
but it ain't no harmful shit around it. But somebody might be like, no, I don't they like take that it, nigga. They take it the wrong way. And it's just like, I'm cool. Like I just said, the BT words with the gayest whenever. I don't have a problem with gay shit at all. Like, and I calling it gay shit might be wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't have a problem with it. But I'm just saying, like, that's a fact. That's the way it looked. But somebody may look at that and be like, you know what? I don't yeah. like cousin. We can't mess with them. Exactly. That could happen. I'm cool with that. Or right, here, here you go. You ever been to like some industry shit where they got like an elaborate food tray, but don't nobody eat the food, mm. and then you be looking like the the out of line person because you actually go over there and eat the food. But it's like, damn, they, they got an ice thing here and, and and the food all beautifully designed and shit. But and you walk over there like, and it's like, look at this motherfucker. You weren't even supposed to touch that little charcuterie board, bro. The cooks and everybody looking like this. You they all sitting there. Nigga, nigga, <laughs> no, got no. the chef hat on. Like, <laughs> look, look at like this. I slaved over this for ten hours. He really gonna eat this shit? Like, look at this cool. <laughs> look at this hungry nigga. Y'all, everybody come out the back. Like, this nigga really eating the food. And you be like, whoa. Is there wash the water too? Like, we don't eat that food. We don't eat <laughs> you ain't hungry, nigga. I'm starving, but nobody eats this food. <laughs> I'm starving. Nobody eats the food, my nigga. Come over here. You know, like I some, some old... I got some Skittles. And you be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the, like, little nuances of other shit that just go into... I mean, you've been on sets. Mm-hmm. And that's really where, like, if, if a person ever been to a real set filming, as they talk about some of them actors, they don't even like to be talked at talk to or looked at piper kind of sometimes talk about them high-end shoots and shit dude, like you I, can't even look certain people in the eyes yeah and shit dude like that. i'm i'm on some of these sets man i was on a set with uh like my parents thought it was so cool i was doing uh like a lifetime movie and it was uh tiamari on it fucking mm-hmm. uh one of the twins oh, sister sister yeah and and it's like and they're like oh my god like say something blah 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 it's like i can't get close to these people like i'm not in a position to where like like they don't let certain motherfuckers get around like the talent you know what i mean like especially if they're big enough you know what i mean like like and this is this tiamari we talking about not not this is not fucking denzel this is not fucking beyonce, leonardo DiCaprio, caprio this is not beyonce this is not jay-z like they like you not gonna get close to these people bro because they, mm-hmm. they there are people that's paid to make sure you don't get close to them you feel me yeah, or they, they say a joke and you laugh. It's like, damn, can I laugh? Can I say something? Like, what the fuck? You, this you joke got to be the funniest joke you ever heard if he say that shit, dog. Sometimes, like, like it depends on, like, who it is. You was just talking about it on the last episode about how, like, R. Kelly, like, got to touch the ball, like, when he, uh, oh, yeah. when, when, when he go down the court. It'd be, it's, it's kind of that same, it's kind of that same concept. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like... You know they're 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 put on this 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 pedestal and like like the rest of the set like you just can't get around them you know what I mean like and and that's that's just kind of how it be you know what I mean like and they can say it's, it's it's systems in place man to keep them <laughs> over there and honestly bless you honestly it's probably people in place like that for you to see who the real them is like you supposed to see them from the same lens that you shooting from as the audience you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you don't want to know they don't want you to know they got a peanut allergy or that they don't really. You know, they got a weird laugh or they they got they, they supposed to look perfect and they don't want you to come through and affect none of that temperament so you can really see how Tia get on. Like she might be you know, they very rarely, you know what I'm saying, but I always think that. I'll never approach celebrities like nigga. Me and Dad saw Sinbad getting off a plane and we was just talking about Sinbad. I was giving mm-hmm. him his flowers, like, hey, Denzel, I mean Denzel. I was like, Sinbad probably the most underrated comedian on the planet and is just as funny as anybody you can name. Mm-hmm. Big facts. And you forget about him until you see him and be like, oh, damn, Sinbad is one of the funniest human mm-hmm. beings on earth. And he was getting off the plane and Dez is like, 
you know, there's a networking dude. He's like, hey, man, go say what up to him. And I'm and my first thing is thinking, how many people do Sinbad see a day and be like, and I'm like, bro, I, I mean, I don't want to, he could be an asshole, but what if he not? And it's just that one day where he's like, brother, I really don't really feel like talking to nobody. You ain't got no fat ass. You a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what he might respond to favorably. I'm like, I'm good. I'll meet him on my, I'm, I'm one of them where, like, if he see me out and I did my thing and whatever, he might approach me. Then it's there to kick it, but... I give people their space, and I just think I can understand why Jay Z, he just signed a thousand autographs. He probably ain't gonna want to sign a thousand and one. I I think I think a couple things because yeah, I, I've I've heard that story from Dad's perspective too, and you definitely can be to yourself. Like it's so weird because you can be so introverted but so extroverted on stage. Uh, sometimes I think it's like, what's the play gonna be? You know what I'm saying? You put me in a room with I don't even know who the hell do what I do on a higher level. You put me in a room with Joe Rogan or Joe Button. I mean, what I'm what I'm going to say to Joe is like, yo, I got Detroit is different than Detroit. Like what play? Yeah, like can what do you expect really him to connect yeah. on? You know what I'm saying? Like you like you do you really expect him to change your life in this moment? Exactly. Type yeah. shit. Yeah. Somebody a comedian said that to me when Dave Chappelle, which his special he just recorded, I believe was at the Fox. That's the one he taped. He did uh the one, well, it was sort of the film more than they walked over to the gym theater. Oh, so he, but the special is set in Detroit? Yeah, it's in Detroit. Because I know they show some people in the background. That was yeah, it's crib. in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is, I had a comedian be like, hey, man, um, they should me down there at the Woo Wop. You know what I'm saying? Let's go down there. And I'm like, and do what? And he see, was like, and you know, he real cool with my homegirl Jessica Care more. I probably oh, could have set up an uh, a introduction, but it's like, what, what, what would you say the minute that you, mm. I, I'd be like, he a comedian, you a comedian. I mean, he gonna be put like, me on the road with you, or tell people I'm funny so people can fuck with me. It's like, no, nah, man, that just ain't how it works. So let me ask y'all this: How, like, if you were in their position, how would you play that? If some, if a dude that's like, you know, wait, kind wait. of known, he's already sort of in that position. You are, all, I'm you sort are of in, that already in that position. position. I'm sure it's probably happened to you guys. Like, yeah. like what? Like, how do y'all? How do you? How do you all play that when when somebody comes up to you and expects you to like change their life or like put you on like something. in this yeah. moment? Yeah, like how do you? How do y'all play that? It happens all the time. Like at open mics, comedians, my man, what can I? I'm like, bro, all you can do is go on stage and keep writing. That's it. It's no shortcuts. It might take you eight to ten to twelve years for you to find your voice to get truly comfortable up there. You're not funny right now, and it's okay. And I'll be thinking them niggas want to hear, hey, bro, hey, man. Just be yourself, man. He's going to blow up. And I, it's the same thing with a nigga like that. It's like, what am I going to go to Chappelle and say, y'all been doing this 16 years? He's like, yeah, I, that sounds about right. Like, keep doing your thing, man. 37, it's just something going to happen. Like, it's like he not going to say nothing to me, and it's not being burnt out. It's not being jaded. It's just being real. Like, dog, it's, what can he do? Now, if he see something and then be like, oh, I can see something and we can put some play together. It was the whole sit down with Jay-Z or take the money shit. Yeah, I was going to say, this This goes right back into that episode and the way I look at it, like when when people hit me up, like my homeboy going to pull up because he's starting a podcast and podcasting popping up big time with people now. As you see, we get tightening up our stream and we're going to get this definitely in line. The sure. goal is by 2022. Mm. Uh, so I tell most people, you know, pull up. I can show you. But, you know, what what really do you see as success for this? That's I, I really try to unpack, like, what's your goal of success? Why do you do this? I know why mm. I do this, because this help is really like an advertisement for my other businesses, and I'm making it work. But it didn't, it's not linear, like, 
day one, day two, day three. It works for me. I got I got some advantages that I don't think the next person has. So it's like, what's going to be your commitment in this shit versus everything else? And it's so funny that this shit stick with me for the most of my life about like putting in effort and, and are you really willing to put the effort in and follow through with the shit? And the number one shit is that like, when I was on the West Side Cubs, I was on the Cubs with Braylon, Braylon Edwards. Mm. And we used to think this motherfucker was crazy because he led every uh, every drill. Like when we be running the laps in the Cubs field, this motherfucker be like four laps ahead of everybody else. Like his mind was, I'm a professional football player at fucking 11. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like he was that focused. And, and just not to try to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Now, do am, am I that laser focused? No. But am I hacking away at my goal? Hell yeah. And I, I got to reconfigure it. I got to keep working on it. But for other people, I think sometimes, most times when I meet most people, their perspective is I want a podcast because I want to <laughs> talk shit and I'm the funniest person I know and I'm a live ass nigga. And I'm a, or I'm a live ass bitch and blah blah blah. But in reality, it's like, what is that? Who are you talking to? What is that voice? Why do you want to do this? Are you gonna do this shit when it's only three people listening? And the funny part about that, that shit might have worked when you was the first nigga to jump on some podcasts and shit. But now it's a billion people doing podcasts to where I, I seen like Darius start one. I'm like, oh, this is becoming a thing everybody doing now. But switch back. Like I was one of the first people watching Joe Rogan when it was only like. Maybe like five, me and five hundred other people. When, was he before Mark? Was Mark Maron before him? Um, they kind of started around the same time. I, I was watching, it's like listening the early to 2010s, that. Because like, Rogan, because Rogan started on some old like, damn, I want some shit close like the Opie Anthony show used to be. That's it, it, the whole premise in the beginning, and it was real sloppy and everything. But like, I saw that growth. I saw as Joe Button grew. You know, back when it was on, uh, what was it? This podcast don't have a name or whatever. Like, I'll name this podcast later. Like, like the growth of what this shit can become is exponential, but you have to be willing to, to water the seed. If you're not watering the seed, and I think a lot of people don't have the commitment to, like, really go hard at what it is mm. and be running that lap three, like, three lifts in front of everybody else. And like you say, Be doing bro. the fucking... Doing the fucking drills, like where it's yeah. like this motherfucker is like a coach. Like sometimes he would be harder on us than the coach. Where it's like motherfucker, what did you do? We just like I, I'm a I'm a I'm a defensive lineman. I just want to sack the quarterback. Anything outside of sacking the quarterback, fuck all this shit. But it's like nah, motherfucker, we got to do all this shit. We got to do all this shit. No, this shit hard though. Like you say, like nigga, even just to get up and come here and do this every day, it's like and to tell people like girls be like. So what, do you get paid to do the podcast? Like, no, nah, I just do it. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't have no real end game or no real explanation of why I do it. Like, I like to come over and kick it with y'all, talk shit. And I mean, do I get material from this? Yeah. Is it another outlet for me to just get content out to people? Yeah. But I don't know how to monetize it yet. I don't know how to make it make sense. Like the fact that every time I come in here, Kari kind of updating shit is like, nigga, I don't know how he doing this and why he doing this. But and then the nigga allowing me to be like, all right, nigga, we gonna do the live stream for your shit. It's like, all right, nigga. And, you know, we paying for subscription. But it's just something that you do because you know something is at the end. You don't know what. You just keep going. Like you said, when Joe Button and when Joe Rogan did their shit, you mm -hmm. watched it go from nothing to this thing now where it's like, nigga, they the example of, all right, this not everybody want to do that. But, nigga, you got to understand, you got to, you know, we three years. How many years is this now? Two, I mean, three? It's 
two, three, yeah. It's like, nigga, so them niggas in year, what, 11, 12? Yeah. And, like, nigga, this shit is like that. And it's the same thing with comedy, nigga. I'm year 16 in this bitch. Like, nigga, I done done all that. I was having a conversation with a, a comedian, my nigga. And he was tripping because Larry was going to get an amount of money. They was like, look, Larry was like, I'm only going to do it for this amount of money. First, they offered him a small, stupid-ass amount of money. Not stupid. They offered him a small amount of money, and Larry was like, no, I can't really do it for that. They scraped up more money, mm. more closer to what he wanted. And Larry was like, all right, I can probably do it. But then he realized, this is funny, he had to go to Lima, and he couldn't do both shows. So he threw it to this other comedian. The other comedian was like, knowing how much they was going to get Larry, and he was like, well, I don't know, I don't, you know, if I know that's there, I kind of want that. And I had to tell him, like, bro, you're not Larry. Like, they scraped that money up for Larry because Larry's somebody in the world that, in that space that he exists in. Mm -hmm. You kind of got to take what they offering you. And he was like, but you know, I've been doing it for a while. I'm like, bro, you got to, you know. so if you've been doing it that long, imagine how many, how long we did it, how much we sacrificed, how many times we had to do them shows to get to where now they offering us whatever we want. And I, I just don't, I think people get a sense of entitlement. It's a microwavable society and they see something and they want to do something and they think that, bam, I'm finna get on because you can't put a song on SideCloud and then be the biggest rapper in the world and become Lil Nas X and be tongue kissing niggas in a war show. And see, this is where, this is where I think the machine manipulates shit because a lot of the quote unquote, it's sexier to sell the overnight success mm. versus the machine behind a lot of these people. It be like, okay, for instance, you know, your daughter did that stand-up set, and that was that was dope for her to, you know, be creative enough to do it. Yeah. But when she wants to get in get in this game, as much as it's that still gonna be on her, you're gonna be able to open certain doors for her. And she gonna get opportunities. Where she, she gonna get the opportunities here. that the other people in her shit wouldn't get. Mm -hmm. Like she stayed, you know, next summer it's like, Dad, I wanna do a podcast. You're gonna be like, yo, Joanna wanna do a podcast. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be like, all right, cool, we're gonna make it happen. Whereas, you know what I'm the saying? Average eleven so year old couldn't just walk somewhere and so get music equipment. A lot of these quote unquote overnight successes is being boosted by people in the background that done been in the game for forever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, nigga, they keep talking about Willow a genius. What does she do? She don't do shit. They just said she's found her voice. She's a genius now. I'm like, I'm like, or maybe she do got genius level talent. Because put it like this, and this is just me playing the devil's advocate. All right, Michael and Janet is in the same family, and I guess we could consider, okay, Michael was genius level talent. Was yeah. Janet genius level talent? We she's can, up, she's, up she's great good. Up there. So she's let's good. just say, she's up there. let's say if you up there, she probably was. Yeah. So two out of one family, that's crazy. Who's to say Willow? It got genius level talent, and it ain't just that you turned up because we in love with celebrities. We infatuated as a society. So the kid of a celebrity, you gonna be worth all his money. Like they say, fucking Blue is worth so many million dollars, and she ain't done. I ain't even heard her talk. I, I mean, but it's in the same vein of celebrity culture. And then propping up like exposure because the exposure of some shit can make something happen where a lot of times, like especially like with music or whoever, like you can be propped up in people's faces so much that people bite. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the past two weeks, people like you watch Squid Game, you watch Squid Game, you watch Squid Game. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I know it's a Korean show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I did, you know, I try to like find out the origins and backgrounds of some shit before I connect because that's just my nerd entertainment mind, you know? But sometimes they'll just throw shit in our face and because it's overexposed, it it is seen like that. Like, here go a classic one. Like when they talk about, wow, um, this movie made so much money in the box office. But a lot of times when those movies make so much money in the box office, 
they will be at a theater for like all summer in them theaters where it only got like two screens. So if you went fucking, you know, I don't know, backwoods, Oklahoma, and it's only two screens, you may fuck around, go see fucking uh, Fast and the Furious 9 10 times just because it's there. And then you got got another movie that's only opening in 30 screens. Hell yeah, it ain't going to make as much money. Mm. It's like exposure and, you know, like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? It's some shit that just don't get the exposure opportunities. Yeah. Like, Fast and the Furious is a classic example of this because it it you don't really need much dialogue. It's an international hit because it's really based on the cars and, and the guns and the shit. Action, yeah. Right? So, really, they could put... I can, I can guarantee if they put you in Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. it's still going to sell like a motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a motherfucker going to be like... Damn, they got Josh instead of Tyrese. Fuck, <laughs> Fast and the Furious. You know, it may be a couple, but it ain't gonna be the, the multi-billion-dollar industry. But the exposure and the machine is built on this type of shit. And you know, we've seen it definitely in y'all game all the time. And I mean, no offense to his comedy, because I think Kevin Hart's comedy is built to be as accessible to America as possible, right? But he has definitely had the advantage of being overexposed. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You turn on, he got he got the Sirius XM. He got these commercials on uh, TV all the time. He, he got the Chase commercials. Motor train, he, he all over. Nike yeah, it's like, you know, I, I see he got a, 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 what's that, all the smoke interview soon. So I assume he got some type of movie or some project coming out soon. Because mm-hmm. you only see him when he usually about to do some other shit. He did that shit with the Olympics. You know that that was a negotiation. I mean, and I'm not saying he didn't do a good job with the Olympics with Snoop. But could that have easily been Anthony Anderson or fucking J.B. Smoove or fucking... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a comedian, comedian. You're going to plug in again, but he the nigga, so they're going to put him out to the forefront. But, yeah, man, I do believe that people jump in stuff and they think, like, all right, it's going to be this big deal, and it's going to be – they had these high hopes, and then it don't be. And like you say, when you're on here and you see three people, and you're like, huh, well, when they do their podcast, it's like 150 people on their shit. Or when they go live, it's just – it's a work in progress, dog. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean the, the that's the real. That's the real when it comes down to it, bro, It's work. And sometimes, you know, you got to have some people, you got to be, people got to be in favor of you. Like some, you got to have people in position that have the resources to kind of give them a nudge and be like, you should get this guy opportunity. He ready or she ready. But also in that, you have to, if you have your system, and I think we still developing our system. I think the three of us work mm-hmm. well. I like when Jay Bell here too. I like when they here, you know what I'm saying? But as we interact more and we build our system, then when we are given that exposure, that opportunity, yeah. then damn, it's like, oh shit, I'm in town. Ready. You know, we gotta do some some grassroots marketing in Detroit with some shit. Mike Epps like, hey, I I'll pop in on your podcast on some fucky shit. Yeah, and we we if we already got that rhythm, whether if we if we go if we sometimes do this podcast and we sometimes don't, then Mike come here and we squander the opportunity. Yeah, but if we already got a good rhythm, then it's like, damn, we hit it out the box. I man. mean, nigga, we was we got Ryan Davis to come through here. So shout out to Ryan getting that mm-hmm. hammer. It's like we done had niggas come through. You know, I feel like you know this ain't nothing I want to force, and we finna get out of here. But uh, mm-hmm. I just want this to be people coming to kick it about regular shit. Like it ain't no, it ain't about who you is and what you've done. It's just mm-hmm. like I want to have a good conversation with people I fuck with. And it's cool to, you know what I'm saying, if you come on here and you wrong, you ain't going to be judged by it. You know what I'm saying? You come over here and talk your shit, right or wrong. And, you know, we move from there, dog. But um, uh, what's going on with y'all? What y'all got going on coming up, man? We want to tell these people about. 
Hey, man, you know, uh, every Friday and Saturday at the Independent Comedy Club, man. Make sure y'all check that out, man. That's all I got right now. EJ over there at the Independent, man. I told y'all that comedy club is the shit. It is, it's my home comedy It really club. is, man. It's the shit. It really but is. Yeah, I'm missing fun. out if Good you ain't there. Good show. Good show. And I got to pull up over there. I meant to pull up this weekend, but I got to pull up over there. Uh, you know, still tightening up the kinks here in the studio. Uh, we got the hair show coming sometime soon. Me and Josh going to do some more things. House party. We going to do the house party. Friday I'm pushing for Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So Black Friday. It's going to be some black, or I don't even know if black is the right term. Uh, uh, so it's Black Friday night. We doing a, another house party podcast, yep, live house which party. should be interesting. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to have fun. So you heard it here first. We're going to lock it in. So you said the first Friday. Um, bam, bam, bam. Somebody just tagged me some shit. So the first Friday in November. No, what, not what first. Talking? Black Friday. Oh, black the day Friday. after Thanksgiving. So the 27th. I'm yep. sorry. I mean, to 26. Yep. Day after Thanksgiving, we gonna be in effect. Yeah, yeah. 26. Uh, gonna people be gonna be full. In town, full talking shit. We gonna come show y'all some love and entertain, man. We are gonna have a good ass time. Um, uh, man, what I'm gonna do? Uh, what I got going on? Eighth, um, coming up Friday. I don't know when it's gonna be up, but Friday, I'm at the MRCC with Howie Bell, Horace H B Sanders, my nigga J Bell, T Barb, I, I believe, and um, that's going down. And then I am doing something with J Will on the ninth. The ninth. I'm doing something with J. Will on the ninth. It's some weed shit. I don't know. So just keep looking on my page. Oh. And then the thirteenth, me, Coco, and Shiny D are at the Jazz Cafe on Seven Mile and Grasher, across the street from that uh, hookah lounge where I met that girl. Who they shot up that car, and I think she's still on the run. Hilarious. What about uh, what about Sweetest Day? You ain't got no Sweetest Day shit. Man, I don't even want to talk about Sweetest Day. I'm sad. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 uh my birthday uh, next Monday on uh, Columbus Indig- Indigenous oh, People Day, man. I'll be uh, I'll be 31, man. So, uh, oh man, wish a nigga a happy birthday, man. Yo, Priest Holmes, yo, Priest Holmes year. Yo, my Priest Holmes year, man. We get to that age where nigga are these names like nigga. Thirty-seven. I'm like, who's sweet ass number thirty-seven? Sean, Sean Alexander. Alexander. That's weak as hell. <laughs> That's not sweet. Yeah, the older you get, until you get you running Sean out of K. numbers. Yeah, running out of numbers. It was cool. Like, oh, Kevin Durant, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, yeah. That's nah, it. I ain't got the majors no more. But um, yeah. So that's what's popping. That's what's going on. Uh, um, I mean, hey, listen. Just bear with us, man. We this shit getting bigger and it's getting better, man. Kari's really investing in this shit. It's sweet. So, hey, we gonna dedicate this podcast to my nigga Joe Foot, man. He got hit by a <laughs> car. We love you, boy. Um, stay up, nigga. Literally, we'll sit down. Stay down. Keep that bitch elevated. We love you, boy. Um, it was some shit I wanted to shout out. I think I got it all out the way though. If I forgot, man, you know, charge it to the head, not the heart. Um, everybody be cool, man. Y'all have a great night, man. I love y'all, man. Keep staying on here, man. Share this shit with somebody. <laughs> Just hit in broadcast. In the good. broadcast. Yeah, my sweetest day, man. I ain't doing shit. All right, you might have to take the.